0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest today is Sherry Fink. She's children's author and speaker and president of the brand, The Whimsical World of Sherry Fink. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show live, then that's great. And if you're listening to it as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club of California, decision toolbox nbn design smart business magazine snh rubber succession strategies tone software and ups protection the goal for this show is to help you our listening audience of ceos running middle market firms across the country to improve your decision making skills And do we have a great lineup for you today? And our first guest, as I said, is Sherry Fink. She is children's author and speaker, and she's also the president of the brand, The Whimsical World of Sherry Fink. Sherry, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's
1: great to have you in the studio. Let's start simply. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. How did you get to this place in your career?
2: Absolutely. Well, I didn't always start out as a writer. I actually started out in online marketing, okay, and I did that for over 12 years, and I worked for a variety of big-name brands that you would recognize, like Major League Baseball, Experian, FreeCreditReport.com, the Mm. Army, Smart Home, a local Orange County company. Sure. And I just worked my way up over the years and got experience in different aspects of online marketing, and to the point when I left that corporate career, I was doing strategic partnerships, negotiations, managing a marketing team, and just... You know, a multi million dollar budget at that point. So,
1: why did you leave then? Sounds like you were on a great path.
2: I, you know, I liked it and I was very good at it and heavily rewarded for it. Okay. But I didn't have a passion for it anymore. And that was something that I really missed. I really wanted to do something that I felt. Not only was I good at and helpful, but actually made a huge difference. Okay. And, and not, not that there's anything wrong with selling products. I understand you what know? you're saying.
1: I, I share that feeling as well. I, but, I left uh, the corporate world a little bit later than you did, but I, I felt the same way. Yeah. So did you go from that to this?
2: I did with a temporary little hiatus because I thought what I would be doing was be consulting for smaller businesses, and that's what I did for a little while.
1: Okay, bringing your knowledge that you acquired from those big brands and helping smaller middle market firms like the type of Leap of the List to our show.
2: Exactly, in Orange County. Okay. And I enjoyed that. Okay. But I still didn't feel that just oh get up and go and so i accidentally became a writer really
1: you accidentally <laughs> and the magic writer?
2: was there <laughs> <laughs> so um while so, i was in the corporate world thank you i had this experience happen to me this adversity and it ended up being the biggest gift and at the time it didn't feel that way but right. i had been bullied in the workplace and it's something that actually happens a lot more than we think and I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't handle it well at all and I tried everything that you read about I tried talking to everybody I could think of and I would I would have done anything to change it Um, because I was doing really well and wanted to stay with the company and it just wasn't working for me so I wanted to try anything so I'm driving to work one day and I'm crying because I didn't want to go and that was very out of character for me and I just had that moment of surrender where I would try anything to make that situation better And at that moment, this idea came to me about a little rose that grows up in a weed bed and thinks that she's the weed. Mm. And it literally Mm. wrote through me in the car. And that has never happened to me before. Like... It was amazing. Right. I mean, from the very first opening sentence to the very end, and I wrote it down on a um, back of an envelope with a mini golf pencil because that's all I had in my car. What a great
1: story this is! (laughs) This is so interesting.
2: And then I put it away for a couple years because I didn't know what that was. Really? I had no idea. And then after I left the corporate world, I was at a conference and I had a random conversation with this woman, and she kept asking me about writing, and I said, "Well, you know, I write marketing and business. It's kind of boring. I don't know that it's anything you'd be interested in." She's like no, 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 you've got more. Hmm. And she would not leave me alone. And so I finally, I said, oh, I have this little story. Wow. <laughs> and I told her and she said, I just got goosebumps. You have to do something with that because my grandchildren need that message. And that is when the light bulb went on. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's a children's book. So that was when the first time that that thought came to me, and I, I got home, and I was on fire. I pulled the story out of the drawer, and I was okay. scared, and I gave it to 20 people to read, and 18 said, I got goosebumps reading wow. the story. And that was before illustrations, before editing, before anything. So
1: you were able to write the entire book in one, one, uh, sitting. one sitting? Yeah. On the back of an envelope? Is that well, what you said? Well, and,
2: and pieces of, of computer paper, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of <laughs>
1: anything you could get your hands on, huh? Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So for those uh, people out there, and I run into many business owners, executives who feel like they have a book to Mm -hmm. write. Any advice? They may not all have the the gift that you were given for your first book of that muse and that spirit moving through you. But any advice now in being a successful author of children's books for budding authors that are out there?
2: Um, Yes. I would talk to people who've done it and who are happy and successful at it. Because those are the people that have the true keys, and not everything works for everybody. So there's no one approach. Like, a right. lot of people think the only way you can do it is to be traditionally published, and that's a long wait time, and there's a lot of other decision makers in the process. And I just had no patience for that. Like, I had passion, and I, had, I needed to get this get it out quickly, otherwise I would chicken out. and right. <laughs> I just I was very entrepreneurial and I did the things in the corporate world and I thought you know maybe I could market books for myself maybe I should just try. Well, how
1: one thing goes to another, doesn't it? Yeah, huh? yeah, they're all all
2: those things. Doors
1: help. start opening when you take the first step. Exactly. Don't they? Right.
2: So my, my advice would be write from the heart, even if it's a business book. Write it completely from the heart. Okay. Be brave and ask ask people who've done it. Right. Find out what they did and and emulate that.
1: Yeah, I I I find that people are too self critical.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And that can really kill the muse on Absolutely. your creative voice. You you have to suspend the judgment on what you're writing.
2: Anytime I have writer's block, okay. I can always trace it back to I'm trying to cram something in there that someone said, wouldn't it be great if <laughs> or I'm trying to like make it go a certain way. Okay. And that will block me. Right. But if I get rid of whatever that is and just like let it pour out, I'm back on track again.
1: And so that's your writing style is to kind of it is to find that the stream and just let it pour yes out.
2: by the seat of the pants
1: okay yes. <laughs> and is, is that the case for your follow-on books
2: yes the ideas came to me organically okay and then i write them when there's that's it's time so right now i'm writing the little unicorn okay which is the sixth book wow yes it's amazing
1: it is amazing <laughs> and it all started with one idea one inspiration and a, a saintly woman who for whatever reason was given to you to be that person in your life right yes
2: absolutely
1: and that's the other thing i you never know when you're going to be that inspiration for someone else yes but if you show up genuinely interested in other people but there are some people i think who would generally have a gift to be able to kind of pick up on a vibe too and it sounds like this lady might have been that person in your life because you didn't know her beforehand did you no i had Not never of the met blue. her before
2: <laughs> completely out of the blue
1: 1500 miles away from home i or call her
2: my angel she's right. from canada right you know
1: have so. you stayed connected to her? Yes,
2: yes, loosely. But, okay, um, right. but she knows. She right. knows that, that, that conversation that we're talking about her life. today.
1: She's probably feeling it. Maybe she's, <laughs> yes. maybe she's listening live to Sherry Fink here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Um, I've got a lot to talk to you about, but I, we're going to take our first commercial break, if that's okay. okay. And when we come back, we're going to go through some more of the conversation relative to your, I'm interested in the business of being a professional writer. Can we talk a little bit about that Absolutely. when we get back? All right. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our valuable sponsor.
3: Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process. Of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come so ask yourself just one question can I really afford to wait take the first step take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714- 560-9022 5609022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com.
0: technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications.
3: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Sherry Fink, children's author, speaker, and president of the brand, The Whimsical World of Sherry Fink, is our guest for this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded close to 16,000 episodes, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other business podcasting services. Sherry, before the break... I said I wanted to get into a little bit about the business of being a professional writer. Can you give us a general sense on how writers make money these days by being authors?
2: Sure. Um, Well, I'm an independently published author, which means that I am the publisher. So I hire the printer. I hire the illustrator. I do all of the work on that. So I own all the rights to my material. So... I make a lot more money on the actual book sale than a traditionally published author who probably make a dollar or less per book sale sold. Mm -hmm. I also take on the risk, but I think your audience is very comfortable with that kind of investment in their future. So um, there's the book sales, then there's also the Kindle Nook and iTunes editions that you can make money on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's, of course, live experiences. So if I do workshops and things like that, I get paid to speak. For kids and for adults as well. I get—I sp- I actually speak a lot at writers' conferences because oh, you I'm, do. I'm kind of like the unicorn of the children's publishing industry.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: It's the kind of thing where people have heard that it's possible to make money as an independent publisher, but they actually haven't seen or met someone who's done it. Right. So sometimes when people meet me, they will—they will cry.
1: Right. Because cry. it's
2: actually cry. Yes, because it's such a relief to know that they don't have to go the same route as everybody else, that you there's mean, another way. There's the traditional way.
1: publishers, etc. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. independently publish my books as well. I don't oh, wonderful. I I think the creative deserves a disproportionate share of the wealth. Yes. And the traditional models, whether it's the record industry, the movie industry, the publishing industry, the intermediaries in my view tend to tend to take a disproportionate amount of the, yes. the wealth when the creatives are really the ones who are the foundation of the industry
2: and it's an old model um back when they used to do more of the marketing more of that that kind of support i think it made more sense but in today's world where it's the artist who's really out there promoting their things and and it's reliant on them no matter where they are on the list right you know i think that it's um it's very reasonable for us to earn more
1: was there a tipping point for you in your writing career where you said this is a career now
2: Yes. Um, So it it took me six months to publish the first book. Okay. And I did it quickly, like I said, so I wouldn't chicken out. And then two weeks after it came out, it went number one on the Amazon bestseller list. And that changed everything for me because suddenly people who i had been knocking on their door came to me.
1: Funny how that happens. Yes, yes, it's wonderful. And then it
2: stayed on the list. It stayed number one for 60 weeks. And then my next book i got the idea for the next book so when that book came out and everyone like my fans were like okay when can I get the next one like a day after the book came out i thought maybe maybe this could be a career for me maybe this is something i could really explore so i think that was really and it went number one as
1: well the new book so a couple questions did you do anything prior to the book release to help the book become popular on amazon
2: I told people about it. Okay. However, I was planning a major marketing campaign for July, and this all happened in April. Okay. So it happened organically. Like, there were so many people, like... I would go to things beforehand. Like, I'd go to meetups. I'd go to things, and I'd say, I really want to be a bestselling author. And of course, my knees are shaking because I feel ridiculous saying that.
1: <laughs> but you have to <laughs> but testify. I to be successful. You have to tell the universe what you that's want.
2: right. And I wanted to ask people, who do you know who's done this? Who might I be able to talk oh, to for 15 minutes? You I love know? this. I and believe in
1: the power of peer learning. You're, you're, yes. you're sharing that. And that's theory. what
2: I did. I learned from the people who had done it successfully. And then I would give them shout outs in social media, like, okay. organically, like, because I appreciated their time so much. Right. And then when I had the book and I sent them thank yous and everything, but then when the book got available on Amazon, I sent them the link and I said, guess what? The book is available. Thank you again. And then a lot of those people shared it oh, with their followings see? without me even knowing. Right. And I think that that's what made the difference. Um, so that now it's at the point where like, the brand new book, The Little Seahorse came out in March. Right. It went number one six months before it was even available
1: wow because
2: fans really wanted it and they they ordered in advance
1: so that would that must have been the video that i watched um uh where you were at a book signing yes it's the first time you read the book publicly yes to to an audience so they were the they were the ones who had the gift of that and it was interesting to me how excited the children were i expect (laughs) that but how impassioned the parents were
2: yes i have a lot of adult fans i'm very grateful it's amazing. Well,
1: I, I believe if it's hard to dislike someone who likes your child. <laughs> and it, you've got to love people who your children love. I mean, I, yeah. I, if you see your kid enjoy and it's a great thing for you to do with them, I mean, to say thank you to you is would only be natural then. And so for you to it's give fun. that gift to the parents is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So this is great. So those of you that are thinking about writing your book, there is an example of not only can you write your book, you can change your career and become... An inspiration to others. Let, let, let me ask you about your guiding principle. And I'm talking with Sherry Fink, by the way. She's the president of the brand, the whimsical world of Sherry Fink. Of all the things you've learned in business, have, have you, do you have a philosophy, kind of a guiding principle for how you're leading the brand?
2: Yes. I do things that are in alignment with my authentic self. And that's something I've learned over the years in the corporate world and in my own business. I'm more successful when I do things that feel like a hell yes. You know? It's <laughs> right. just it always works out that
1: way. It sounds so reasonable, but <laughs> it's hard to do in the corporate world, isn't it? It is, it is. It's much easier to do as an entrepreneur.
2: Yes. And even then I get yes. a lot of opportunities and something doesn't feel right, I find it normally isn't right. Right. So I'm very selective on the partners I choose, I'm very strategic in what I invest in. You know, I'm getting ready to launch my first item in my beauty line.
1: Oh, you have a beauty line! And it's lip
2: balms, and they're adorable, like each, <laughs> each of the characters have their different flavors. And I, I who's studied- the target for that? Um, children okay children age five to ten
1: okay and, and, and be,
2: anyone that likes chapstick really
1: uh, who doesn't but. like chapstick i like <laughs> i gotta in my pocket right now I never leave home without something like that and when will that line be available
2: september okay
1: september and, of 2014 yes okay. yes
2: very soon and and that was a very strategic choice because it was something that was fairly easy for me to create the right partner came forward it felt really good the they're adorable i'll show you okay. after this segment but um yeah i'm very excited about that and And there will be more, but I want to test that first. So I think it's really, um, that's in alignment with me. I love things like that, and I think that my fans will love it too. And based on their responses from my survey on the the Facebook fan page, it's going to be very fun for everybody.
1: It's nice to have a brand and that people, others want to align themselves with and where you can choose the right relationships and partners versus when you're starting out, you sort of don't have those options. Yes. Congratulations on being at that point in your Mm -hmm. career. And and early and going to be a long and successful career, I can tell. I know you're a founding member of the Evolutionary Business Council. Can you explain that organization to my audience?
2: Sure. It's very cool. It's actually founded by my mentor, Teresa de Graba. And it's an organization of world changers. That's what they call us. And we basically um, share resources, we give advice to each other, we we do all these things to help support and grow our influence in the world so that we can all make a difference, and we're in different different industries all together, and... Um, and I think, at least as of the time I joined three years ago, like I was the youngest member. Okay. So I was pretty excited. The youngest member in the world. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah, you probably don't have that anymore. You can't claim that any- Well, you can still claim that until someone tells you differently, right? Yeah, a lot okay, of the people have goes. a lot.
2: are very experienced, and, and I've, I've learned a lot from these amazing people. So.
1: And if someone wants to learn more about the Evolutionary Business Council website? It's
2: evolutionarybusinesscouncil.org.
1: Oh, that's easy. The yes. whole evolutionarybusinesscouncil.org. Yes. Okay. We only have a few minutes left, unfortunately. We'll have to have you back when you launch the lip balm line. and learn more <laughs> about what it's like to sell that product and how you're going to go to market and kind of do a brand extension. Until then, if someone wants to learn more about Sherry Fink and who won't after this time <laughs> on the show, how do they? what websites and where would you direct them to go to okay. online?
2: The very first destination would be my Facebook fan page. I'm very active on there. I respond to every single person who writes to me. Okay. And that's www.facebook.com slash Sherry Fan. And it's S-H-E-R-I-F-I-N-K-F-A-N. And then I also have a website. It's www.SherryFink.com. And on, my books are available on Amazon.
1: On Amazon. Yes. Which is a great marketplace, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Yes, we love
1: uh, independent publishers like ourselves. We love Amazon. Well, this has been just a a joy. Uh, I've been looking forward to seeing you and meeting you and learning more about what you do. I'm very impressed. I know that other media has has recognized you as an up-and-coming and and successful author in Southern California and Orange (laughs) County in particular. I mean, that's got to feel really great.
2: It's exciting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Continued success. Thanks for being a friend of the program and welcome to our community.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Sherry Fink. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We're going to have our second break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Patty Larson and Eric Ellsworth of Sun Up Group will be our guests after these words from our sponsors. <music>
5: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of critical master business
6: s Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires
4: a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace,
6: automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, Neoprene, puna nitrile, and Viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS 9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your sealing solution.
7: We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have two guests in the studio for the next two segments, Patty Larson and Eric Ellsworth with Sun Up Group. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, We deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this fantastic opportunity, call Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. And if you call her today because you're listening to the show live, make sure to wish her a happy birthday. Today's her birthday. All right, Patty and Eric, welcome to the program. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you both in the studio. It's a little difficult when there's two over there, but we're going to work this out. No problem. Let's start by kind of talking about your background. You know, what did you do to got you to this point in your career? And, Patty, I'd like to start with you.
8: Great. Thanks again for having us today. Um, Really, you know, my career started... Ten years, the first ten years of my career was really spent working in a corporate environment, uh-huh. uh, working with a large uh, Fortune 500 companies, and in a capacity as a senior executive managing sales, marketing, operation teams. And looking back, you, really the, the challenge and yet the success was based on pulling together the, the right people, a strong marketing strategy, and executing on a sales process.
5: Yeah.
8: Um the second half, or the last 10 years, decided to take that leap into the other side of the pond as an entrepreneur. Uh, started Sunup Group seven years ago.
1: Oh, you did? Seven years ago. That's like when I started Critical Mass. Those were interesting times seven years ago. Huh? We, You and I, we know how to read the market, young lady. Right. I was, just, I was
8: thinking that. Wow. How, how naive were we? And we're still here. Right.
1: We're still here. <laughs> Absolutely.
8: And um, since then, you know, really just focused on working and walking alongside business owners, uh, small and mid-sized companies, and executing and supporting them with a strategy. Uh, go to market and okay. developing their brand
5: okay
1: so let me pivot and i'm going to ask eric tell me a little bit about yourself and how you uh hooked up here on sunup group
6: all right uh well i'm you know i'm a southern california native grew up in huntington beach uc irvine electrical engineering degree never used it of course uh but my career path has always been in the technology um working for companies oracle ibm some of the big shops uh but uh you know i've always had this entrepreneurial bu- uh bug and uh, have gravitated towards different companies where I could really affect change. And I I think that's one of the reasons that I'm here at SUNUP is because, again, we get the opportunity to work with businesses where what we do and w- what projects we work on have a direct impact on how that, that business is steered, and it's very rewarding and yeah, it's been I, a lot of fun.
1: I share that as well because in my CEO peer group business, I work with companies that are generally two to $40 million in, in revenue. The radio show, we attract a larger company audience, up to $100 million. But in those size firms, you really can make and see a difference by affecting change at the top of the organization, and, and it doesn't take long. I, too, worked for large companies in my corporate history, and sometimes you didn't know if what you did made any difference, and sometimes it didn't make any difference, but you had to do it anyway, if you know (laughs) what I'm saying. But when you're working with companies of that size, especially during the Great Recession when they needed a lot of help, but they were very worried about making decisions about spending money, I'm impressed that you grew a business uh, during those times. That says a lot of good things to me about you, Patty, and your leadership and your commitment to the business, because it probably would have been easy to go back to the corporate world as an entrepreneur.
8: Right, absolutely. And I think the, you know, what's been more rewarding is even some seeing some of the companies that we've really been able to soor- support through those difficult times. Right. And um, are still our clients today, which so, is really exciting. So
1: why do people do business with you? What is it that's different about Sunup Group? You know, what's your what's your point of differentiation that people go, of all the companies I could choose, I'm going with those people.
8: So many companies that we talk with have a misunderstanding of the value of a strong brand and how that needs to be aligned with your marketing strategy and i believe that at the forefront of how we do business is imposing upon them that your brand is really who you are and everything that people believe you are and the marketing is how you go about executing on that and um you know, I think people get that when we talk to them and they, it hits them between the eyes and, and they realize, wow, this is different. They're not just going to put lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. They're really going to make us walk the talk. Okay. And um,
1: Everybody has a brand, right? I mean, whether you know it or not or care about it or not, you middle market CEOs that are running your companies, your firm has a brand in the marketplace. The question is, are you in control of that brand? You can be. Right. You and should be. You better absolutely. be, right?
8: But so many uh, companies are CEOs or not. Right. So we always say your brand is your reputation. And your reputation will be established whether you intentionally develop that okay. or not. Right. And I think that's really important to understand that you have the ability to dictate your reputation. And you can really influence that by carving out an intentional strategy of who you want to be and what people believe about you.
1: How important is it, uh, and Eric, I'm going to throw this one to you if I could, when building your brand strategy and your marketing behind that strategy, how important it is? How important do you find it to go out and find out, first of all, what is our brand in the marketplace?
6: Uh, it's extremely important. I mean, it's an example that you know, I like to use when we're in, in front of a client is, Somebody walks into a hardware store and asks for a quarter-inch quarter build uh, drill bit. Uh, what they're not looking for is a drill bit. They're looking to make a quarter-inch hole. Right. And you know, a lot of people um, who are have a company don't really understand what their clients need. And they ad- they're trying to address what they want and not finding out what the true need is. Okay. And when you're developing your brand foundation, your marketing, your strategy, you need we need to drill down in and figure out what that client that cross prospect needs. Because when you do that, the messaging reflects it, and they the prospect gets what they need okay. and not just what they want. Okay,
1: so. Looking outside of the business is what I hear you saying to Mm -hmm. kind of understand what your brand value really can be because I think sometimes you unlock even more value if you're addressing what they really have to have versus what you perceive they need and and sort of make sure that you're talking to them at a higher level. Um, One of the other questions I wanted to ask, and I'm going to come back to you on this one, uh, Patty. I work and you work with companies that maybe people don't even know of them. Is it your experience that a middle market company, when they do brand research, maybe they find out that a large segment of what they thought was a prospects have never heard of them before? I mean, is that, is that necessarily bad? As opposed to a bunch of people who know your brand and they don't really have a clear idea or or misinformed about your brand. What, what do you find when you get on the market and talk to prospects and clients about a company's brand?
8: Well, I think it, by nature we believe the more people that know about us, the more business we will get. You know, the more leads we will generate to our website, right. the more visibility. But to your point, I think it's, it's extremely important to understand that can also be a negative thing if, in fact, they don't understand what it is that you do well and they don't see your unique difference in your competitive field. Um, and, you know, so the lack, it's not so much just the lack of awareness, but the uh, misinterpretation of your awareness or who you are of your brand. And And sometimes, yeah.
6: And there's definitely some challenges sometimes. So, for example, we have a client called The Wisp, and they have developed this revolutionary type of broom. And... How do you get people They've to... They've reinvented live? the broom? They've reinvented the broom. Well, there you go. And how do you get people to find something that they don't know exists? Right. Right? Yeah, uh, I'm just going to so go buy another broom. Exactly. Right. You don't go look for uh, where's a better broom, right? You know you can just go to Lowe's. <laughs> how could there possibly yeah, be a better broom? It is. But what, what we found is that it has uh, a strong uh, relationship to the pet industry because it was really good at picking up pet hair not only off floors but off of carpeting, even after you vacuumed and everything. So we've pivot, we're pivoting the company towards more of the pet industry industry and coming in at a different angle because then people are looking for a solution. How do I get rid of my pet hair? And now we've got that product in there. So a lot of times it's just, you know, we sit down and and, and start asking questions because we don't know their business and we figure out what different angles can you use to get traction and build your business.
1: Because let me tell you,
6: emotionally,
1: when you told me they made a better broom, I accepted that intellectually. And I thought, okay, somebody could redesign a broom. Okay, you know, Swiffer and those other people have made an attempt at that idea but when you told me that specifically it's it attracts pet hair better i felt emotionally connected to that because i've got two dogs and my son's dog and each one sheds more than the other and for me that's a point of pain so i'm now actually emotionally more connected to this product than i was intellectually just thinking somebody better engineered it so that's that's a great story because i uh, uh my chemistry in my body responded to what you were talking about which i think is uh, that's an important thing right
8: Absolutely. Okay,
1: so there you, well, you guys are good. That's a great story. Thank you. You already you proved to me you know what you're talking about. We only have about uh, a minute left, and uh, and and what I wanted to talk to you about. We got a bunch of questions here, and there was also a question that I wanted to ask you about helping service-oriented firms find their differentiation and their brand value, and uh, that that's something that I wanted to kind of go through with you because in my experience, I have many service or industry firms that are a part of my community. And it's hard for them to find their differentiation because, frankly, a CPA firm does just about what every other CPA firm does. I mean, maybe we do it differently, but really, how do you differentiate something that is, you you know, you have a pretty definite service delivery model? So could, could I ask you to think about that in the three minutes before we come back after this commercial break and ask you for your expertise since you proved me you're so good on that example, Eric. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys to kind of help, help my audience that are ser- service industry experts. That sounds great. Okay, so we're going to take a break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We have two guests in the studio, Patty Larson and Eric Ellsworth. They're with SunUp Group, and we're talking all things brand, and we're talking with experts about it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words.
7: We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and we have two guests in the studio, Patty Larson and Eric Ellsworth. They're with Sun Up Group, and we're talking all things branding. I'd like to uh, thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded close to 16,000 copies of our show, and we here at the program really appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Okay, before the break, I said let's talk. Let's talk to those service industry CEOs, managing partners, whatever. Um, how would you, in your engagements, when you've worked with you've worked with service-oriented firms, I know that for a fact. Um, how do you help them to discover what truly is different about their brand promise?
8: Well, I think Rick, it's important to understand that. As a service oriented uh, firm, you need to recognize that people want to do business with who they trust. And you, as the leader or as the, the managing partner of a firm, your brand and who you are as a thought leader and what you stand for is really an important part of your brand and your marketing strategy. So for us, we spend a lot of time at the uh, front end really focusing on who are you as the leader of, of the firm and your, who is your leadership team, and what does that look like both online and offline, and take them through a, a complete discovery process of understanding, you know, how they're showing up online, mm-hmm. what their competition looks like, and really carving out a niche as to how they're different. And a lot of it often stems from who they are and their story.
1: So really, it's a people business then.
8: Absolutely. Because
1: I'm also thinking as you're going through that, then an extension of that, and tell me if this is fair, Eric, that it's not only the leadership then, but it's the people who deliver the services in the company
6: as well. I mean, is that an important part of a service industry's brand is the people that you have on your team? Absolutely. And, you know, you've got to have, uh, you know, we talk about alignment between the offline and online. I mean, how many businesses have you been really impressed with and then you went and looked at their website and go, whoa, this is not reflective of who they are, right? right? And so today's world, you want to, you know, with the people going on and offline, you you got to have that alignment. It's something that we, we certainly strive about because a lot of times the executives and the teams have a great story, a compelling story, great uh, product and service, but but the execution of that is just it falls it falls out. Okay, and uh, you know we need to make sure that that they have that that so that people because people want to do business with people that they care about and they trust and they have that authority and so you've got to convey that you do that through a strong compelling website that has a good messaging and a foundation and then they see that in the offline as well mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 the way you've got to be today to be successful so patty it sounds like uh, in your process that sunup group uses
1: to help companies discover their brand and then the marketing messages and really kind of position themselves properly in the market it sounds like the website is a key part of of what the work that you do in the research and analyzing and making sure that it's congruent with their their internal brand promise
8: absolutely so there's there's a few things that we look at and what we like to do is we like to talk to or review all stakeholders so as you mentioned the team so the employees it's amazing to me when you sit down and interview the staff and the leaders how uh, what a different message you get from each employee and what they believe to be true about your organization. That is no different than us taking a look at your website and your marketing materials and recognizing the message, the core message, their call to action on their website does not convey what the employees believe the Mm. action they want their prospects to take. And at the end of the day, those misalignments will slow business growth and they will not allow you to drive the revenue that you'd like
1: it could divert people like you said eric i mean if you if they're not congruent if your messaging is confused because it doesn't deliver the same concept then i think even if i wanted to do business with somebody i might not because i'm not sure who i'm doing business with then right Okay. Exactly. What about exactly. customer testimonials for service firms? Do, do you find those valuable in helping establishing the brand or ingraining the brand in the marketplace?
6: I think um, <clears throat> certainly from an online perspective, where it's going, if you look at Google, I mean, it, obviously it's we all live in Google's world. They, they send you the traffic, and you try and convert that traffic. Mm-hmm. And what, where Google is going is, is they've been acquiring companies that look to what happens after the visitor visited your site. Were they successful in their transaction? Did they have a good shipping experience? Did they give a testimonial? Did they share about it? Those are the types of things that they can judge the quality of the traffic that they sent to you. So what that means is that you've got to have, again, you've got to have that strong brand identity, that foundation, good customer service, a good compelling story, because they're going to be looking at that. And that all ties back into the basics of 101 of marketing and strategy. And that's, uh, you know, the the same techniques don't work anymore from a technical perspective of of being high in organic traffic and stuff like that. So it's all gone back to marketing, compelling content, having the foundation, having that alignment, having a, a good solid brand identity. And that's where you've got to be today. And Sunup Group can help your cl- you help
1: your clients across the spectrum of what Eric was talking about in addition to the brand. When it gets into the marketing strategies and tactics, Sunup Group will help them with that as well?
8: Absolutely. Okay. And uh, you know what's exciting for us is the brand um, reputation management has become all that m- much more important. And online, offline we can help companies really navigate and help build that positive reputation. You know, so many companies that we meet, they don't even recognize what's being said negatively about them. Okay. And that really can hinder uh, your reputation.
1: When you say that, I'm thinking B2C space as well. Do you do you work in the B2C space as well, the B2B? Absolutely. Okay, so so then that that social footprint whether it's Yelp or whatever other the other sites might be that are important. Th- you're saying that a CEO of a middle market company that's in a B2C space, they need to know what the community
6: is talking about Absolutely. as it relates to their brand. We, we do a lot of e-commerce, and e-commerce has gotten really challenging because it's it's anybody can open up a web store and, and a shopping cart and download some products from a distributor and build a store. Right. But to make that store successful, now you've got to get back to what Sunup brings to the table, which is understanding that value, What what's going to differentiate you from somebody else. Uh, from an online and going to get that person who comes to your site and says, I want to do business with you. Okay, so Patty,
1: I would think that that having experienced this directly and also observing it with some of my clients, this whole figuring out your brand and then putting together marketing strategies and tactics that enhance and support your brand can sometimes get to be antagonistic within the company because people have different opinions. And sometimes they don't like to answer questions they don't know the answer to and sometimes I see, I've observed in this area, that they don't always have the answer. And so there's a little bit of that tension. Have you guys experienced that? I mean, it's good. you got to get them through that. But you, how do you get people through? Maybe you never have that with your clients. But have you seen that at all, Patty? And if so, how do you get people through that? Divergent ideas and somewhat dysfunctional thinking.
8: Right. So I think it's, first of all, extremely important to understand the value of a brand and once a, a customer sees how the brand can directly relate to bringing more revenue and that's our job rick is to be able to articulate to potential clients how how that happens and showing them specific examples of how they can convert at a better level if in fact they have the right messaging. but absolutely as we sit down and interview the different stakeholders you know it, it's a delicate situation to bring back to the business owners negative feedback right. but at the end of the day If you know you can now be a better company and grow your business, 99% of the time they're relieved to hear it from us as an outside objective perspective versus a client walking out the door or a customer or an employee walking out the door.
1: Or worse or as bad, they spend a lot of money and they don't get the results, right? So they blame the tools that they've spent the money on, not the product that they put into the tools, if that makes any sense to you. you, If you've got a clouded message, you can spend a lot of money. You may not get the right results, right? Okay. Um, We're talking with Patty Larson and and, uh, with Sunup Group and Eric Ellsworth, and we're talking about branding for middle market companies. It is also one of my beliefs that CEOs of middle market companies, especially the smaller, lower middle market companies, don't maybe have a robust enough marketing department inside their business. Maybe they have a person, maybe they outsource the social media, you know, I mean, it's really kind of a catch and catch can kind of a thing. Can you guys help firms like that who know they need to do a better job at marketing, but um, don't want to necessarily bring that cost in house and want to have a partner who can, who can do more for them? Oh, absolutely.
6: I mean, it's it's something very common because, I mean, I think one of the strengths is that with our various backgrounds, and like I said, we've, we've touched on a lot of e-commerce stores and service professionals, law firms, CPAs, is that we can ba- bring best practices to you. We can see what things have worked and haven't worked, so our experience adds value. And even if you have an internal staff, we can support that through... Uh, helping with the strategic and the, the you know the, the, the direction and uh, again you know helping with that analysis because it, there's a lot to it today. There is. And um, how do you feel, Patty, about
1: uh, middle market companies and blogging as as helping their brand? What what what's your position on that?
8: Well, as Eric mentioned earlier, really the shift that Google has made in looking at companies and measuring the level of trust and authority of the leaders as well as the organization, blogging developing content that is compelling and relevant has really become an increasingly critical part of your marketing strategy okay because they want google wants to see content that is that helps establish who you are as a thought leader either as a company or as an individual and having that consistent uh, really information online is critical and that work you know basically dovetails in with the social media strategy and other whether it's white papers or articles to download absolutely
1: what it's about important. rich media in the form of
6: audio and video where, where do you see that going uh, it's it's again it's all part of that holistic uh, marketing uh, tactics you need to have. Um, everybody communicates in different methods. Uh, you know, some ways some people would rather hear the information. Some people would rather read it. Uh, some, you know, uh, we would recommend: Hey, if you're you know CPA, instead of writing an article about the IRS, maybe do something fun. Like, here are the five sure ways that you can get audited next year. Right? Mm. Do something, just something different. <laughs> you know? And just, yeah, I mean, there's there's so That's much. Good. There's so many people I'd writing stuff, you know, or doing. Yeah, a, yeah exactly. I'd li- I'd right. A, of course you would. Yeah. Right. Or you know, just are creating a funny. You know, way of, of marketing. I mean, there's so many creative. You look at like Dollar Shave Club, who's got just some right, right? Is right. a unique way of doing it, and, and and that's that's really kind of some of the stuff that you've got to be doing because eventually you're gonna you're gonna connect with different people who communicate in in all those different areas.
1: Is it too bold to say that a that a successful middle market company can really take their business to the next level by really spending time focusing on their brand, their brand promise, understanding their differentiation, and then investing in and staying true to a marketing program that enhances that brand. Is is that a, it's not the secret bullet, but is that really, a, ha, is it your experience that you can really help companies move the needle on the re, on the top-line revenue through that kind of disciplined approach?
8: Absolutely. And we've seen, you know, it's been our experience of organizations that have clarity as to who they are and what they stand for and how they're different than their competition. It's amazing to me to see how you can infuse momentum into an organization by having that clarity and it's also about alignment so once you know your brand you know what you do well align that with your production and your go-to-market strategy so you can't have one and not the other
1: make all your investments in in a similar vein then right Absolutely. put all your money be in different departments in the same area that just sounds like smart business which is i'm not saying it's not important or it you don't bring value, but I mean that seems like the way you should do it as a as a business owner. I'm sure that's the way you did it, Patty, when you started Sunup Group, right? When you had to communicate to yourself, I'm sure. I'm assuming you started with a staff of one, like I did. <laughs> Maybe you started with a full on staff. I don't know, but you know, in the early days, it's a little easier to do that communication. All right, so we're wrapping up the interview today. I need to ask you if someone wants to learn more about your firm, Sunup Group. How do they find you online? Well, find us at uh, uh, www.sunupgroup.com.
6: And, uh, and it's spelled just like it sounds sunupgroup.com. Spelled Sun. Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, or you can call us at 877 609 3840. Okay, well, this has been great. I just We just scratched the surface on what you two know about
1: branding and helping marketing programs, moving the needle. I think it's a critical area, and I'd ask all the people that are listening either live today or as a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker to think about your marketing message and what is your brand, and maybe walk around and ask five people, random people in your company, if you have five people, what is our brand? And see what you get back. And if you don't like the answer or if it's confused, contact Sunup Group and see if they can help you. This is Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank our advertisers, Brandman University, uh, also the Center Club and Decision Toolbox, NBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Tone Software, and UPS Protection for their support of our program. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or want to refer a future guest or advertise on the program, why not? Contact us at for FOR Business.com. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi,